Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast, sharing tools, tips, and techniques for healthcare quality improvement with a special focus on managing data. Here's the latest update. Hello, and welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast. My name is David Kashmir, and for those of you who have asked, my background is as a surgeon uh, and a quality improvement professional. Um, I'm a Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt with a special interest in applying uh, the tools of statistical process control uh, to patient care. And on this episode of the Healthcare Quality Podcast, we'll be talking all about patient risk and some rigorous, uh, clear techniques to quantify risk uh, for your patients in your healthcare system. Healthcare Quality Podcast, bringing you keys to unlock your data. There's several approaches to the management of risk in your healthcare system. When we hear the word risk and risk management, uh, we typically think of some of the legal ramifications of work done in our hospitals across the country every day. However, there are some other ways to quantify risk. For example, what if we were trying to represent the risk for a given patient entering a given system in our uh, hospital or a healthcare system? Well, how would we go about doing that? Today, I'm going to share with you some tools to demonstrate the risk for a certain outcome for patients as they enter whatever system you define. For example, what if you wanted to quantify the risk of a given patient who enters your emergency department and has to wait really more than seven to 10 hours in your emergency department to get to their final destination. How would you represent that risk? Would you do it on a case-by-case basis where you review those cases that just really seem to take too long? Uh, Would you just kind of review those egregious cases and make changes based on those? Would you review routine cases where the patient only took maybe four hours especially if four hours is the most routine value that your system offers up. How would you go about demonstrating and representing patient risk for uh, waiting a long time, whatever a long time may be by your definition, uh, in your emergency department? Well, there are several techniques uh, to do this, and today I'm going to share with you uh, some of the ones that we use routinely and a way to demonstrate the full spectrum of risk and to do it in a clear way. So if we had to sum up today's podcast and tool in maybe one or two words, uh, we would use the word range or dispersion or width. And now let me explain exactly why we use those terms. Also, let me direct you to the video version of our podcast. For this particular entry, it's going to be especially useful to see some graphs and charts of patient outcomes. So let's pretend we're going to return, let's, let's return back to this example of a patient who enters your emergency department and you're trying to manage the risk of them waiting too long. One of the key tools of Six Sigma, uh, as uh, developed and kind of put together by Motorola and other groups, Um, is that it can apply to really not just manufacturing processes, but also uh, services like ours in healthcare. The tools work very well because all they're there to do is represent our data and to represent it in a way that 
is uh, clean uh, and intuitive. And so one of the ways to manage or to think of risk in your system for a certain outcome is the width of the curve that demonstrates your system's performance. So what I mean by that is, let's pretend we make a histogram of the number of patients, okay? So just this bar graph of the number of patients um, who take zero minutes. They come in the door and they uh, see a doc right away. And then we add to it um, the number of patients on the same graph who wait, oh, maybe five minutes. And there'd be a few more of those and the bar would be a little higher. And we keep doing that for patients as they enter your system. Now, we won't get into specifics of sampling in this entry, but there are ways to, to kind of get a sense of how big a sample we need to adequately characterize our system. But let's say we've done that. And for more information on sampling, uh, you can visit uh, the healthcarequalityblog.com, uh, and uh, you can uh, just type in there. It'll, it'll redirect you to surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com, and that's our healthcare quality blog. You can go there and search for sample size, and it'll give you the very straightforward um, ideas on how to figure out if you have a large enough sample to demonstrate what you're looking to demonstrate. So we make this curve, and this curve will be a sort of curve to demonstrate our performance. This will be a histogram demonstrating the number of patients that took uh, different amounts of time until they see a doctor. And on the video version of this podcast, I'll show you, um, very straightforward, a way to do that in Minitab uh, or a similar program. And there are lots of options for software packages that can do this. Uh, Minitab is a great one to do it. Um, Sigma XL is another option, and that second one is an Excel plugin. But however you do it, making this curve will demonstrate your system's performance. And we'll make one and put it on the video version of the blog and walk you through it. Uh, to find that, you can go to our YouTube channel, and that YouTube channel is um, under uh, um, uh, the Surgical Lab, and uh, you can uh, find us there. Um, we'll put a link to that under the Healthcare Quality Podcast, so you can kind of follow through our links and find the video version of the blog if you choose to, to do that. So once we've made a curve, a histogram, that demonstrates how our system runs, um, there are certain characteristics of it uh, which we'll talk about in another blog entry that includes whether this curve is a normal distribution, whether it follow, these data follow the normal distribution, or whether they follow something else. But for this example, all we care about is the full width of that curve. Because that width of the curve, that dispersion of data, that range of data, okay, the, demonstrates the risk that any particular patient entering our system experiences. So what's interesting about that is it is a clear, rigorous way to demonstrate that a patient coming to our emergency department may experience one of these values. And the wider that curve, the more at risk they are. If the curve were very narrow and all values fell within a given smaller range, well, then we would say these patients, their risk is less because they are going to have one of these sets of values much more likely uh, than this broader range of values. So that's part of the idea of statistical process control. It's controlling the width of this curve, or the variance, which is a very clear way that demonstrating that variance, that width, that range, is a very clear way to embody patient risk. And so it follows that a narrow, so a more narrow, tighter curve, is less risk for your patients.
It's a very straightforward way to do this and to clearly define and to clearly demonstrate risk to patients over the breadth of values in your system rather than trying to kind of mull through on a case-by-case basis what we sort of intuit puts our patients at risk. Let me share with you some of the rest of the power of this approach. Let's pretend that your organization, by policy or good medicine or what you think, says, okay, we, we don't think it should take any more than six hours for our patients to come to the ER and, and leave and reach their final destination. Let's say your value is six hours. We can call that an upper specification limit. Um, in this case, it's one that you set for your system. But in other cases, we'll use the voice of the customer, how long the patient feels it should take. Now, often in healthcare, the patients really don't have a sense of how long it should take, uh, but there's still often value, a lot of value, in asking what they expect, especially for other systems. But let's say in this case, however you establish it, you say the upper spec limit is six hours. Well, any value above six hours is a defect, took too long. And it doesn't mean anyone in particular did anything wrong. As you know, we've talked about the six causes of special cause variation and the multiple factors. Sometimes in healthcare, we use the Swiss cheese model where we say many holes have to line up to produce a defect. But whatever it is that you use for your concept of why defects occur, anything greater than this upper specification limit, well, that's a defect. Now, the wider your curve, between zero minutes, patient shows up, sees the ED doc right away, and above the upper spec limit, six hours, the wider that curve, the more at risk a given patient is to experience a value over six hours, in other words, to have a defect. So again, risk is the width of your performance curve versus your upper specification limit and your lower specification limit if you have one. In this case, that's zero. Uh, because, um, you know, it's almost challenging to uh, imagine a situation where it's too fast. Patient comes in, gets to where they're going, sees a doc, gets to where they're going right away. So in this case, the lower spec limit is zero. My point is, again, width of the curve, variance, demonstrates clearly risk to your patients in your system. And so the whole idea of Six Sigma is to fit many widths entire widths of this performance curve between the lower and upper spec limit. Sigma is just a term for standard deviation, and standard deviation is an indicator of the width, all right, the, oh, a width of the curve or a measure in part of variance. We won't get into the specifics of standard deviation here. It only applies to normal distributions, and not all of these curves are normally distributed. And the standard deviation is not a full width of the curve, obviously, for those of you who enjoy statistical process control, but it's an indicator of variance and ultimately related to the width of the curve that we're talking about. So six sigma is this idea that we want to try to fit multiple widths of the curve into this acceptable range of values, and that a good process is one that looks like you can fit six standard deviations six of these uh, sections of variance between the lower specification limit and the upper specification limit. In short, drastically reducing uh, the amount of the potential for defects experienced by a patient. So that's where the term comes from. So I hope you found this useful today. 
as a way to measure risk in a clear way, because we discuss this all the time in healthcare. We talk about all oh, patient risk and this patient's at risk. And there are some very clear ways to demonstrate when we look ourselves squarely in the eye, our performance, and to keep us together as a team by using our data as a team to demonstrate our system's performance. And one of the ways to do that is to generate this curve, this histogram that we're happy to show you in the video podcast, uh, whether it's from Minitab or another program, that makes us look at ourselves squarely in the eye and say, how do we perform versus our upper specification limit and our lower specification limit? And again, the width of that curve indicates the amount of risk a given patient has when they enter our system for having a bad outcome. I hope you found this useful today. Uh, if you have any questions, please get back to us on the podcast homepage, which is thehealthcarequalitypodcast.com. I've really enjoyed hearing from you, from people all around the country who share, uh, use statistical process control, uh, the tools of Lean and Six Sigma or others. And I've really uh, enjoyed interacting with you. So please, uh, get in touch with us anytime, ask your questions. And if you're curious about using statistical process control tools in your healthcare system, get in touch anytime. Have a great day. Did you know the HQP is on SoundCloud and iTunes? Visit us there and at the podcast's home, surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com.